Good morning. Greetings in Jesus' name. Each one. That's very true. May God work that that in our lives, that we would have we would have the mind of Christ, and in loneliness, esteem others better than ourselves. I believe that's one mark of a spiritual man. So this morning, um, I had been thinking about what I have for the opening for a while, and um, I started out with some questions. Uh, the title of the meditation this morning is uh, Everyday Spirituality. So what is it to be spiritual? What does it mean to be spiritual? And am I spiritual now, or does it seem like it's something that when we think of the future, you know, like when I, I remember especially when I was younger, I was like, you know, when I'm like 21 or 24, I would be spiritual. I would seem, I would just have it together. I'd be, I'd be more spiritual and everything would be in place. But are we spiritual now? Can I, can I be spiritual now? And we all know that it is a good thing to be spiritual, to have the Spirit of God in us. If we know that it is a good thing, how can I become spiritual? And what does it look like to be filled with the Spirit, filled with God's Spirit? We all have met people, probably, that we view as spiritual. Um, You know, if we think of someone... Uh, we think of as spiritual. What do we think of about them? Why is it that we think that they're spiritual? Is it simply because they have a uh, position in the church or they're called to be an elder or preacher or because of what great things we've heard that they have done? They've went to a mission field somewhere or they have done other um, great deeds they have done lots of good things, volunteer help or anything. Um, or what is it that makes us think about these people as spiritual, the ones that we, that we know are spiritual? I want to make this uh, thing of being spiritual not um, a high-up thing that, you know, we all are like, it's way up here and we can't attain to it. But I want to bring it to our everyday life, here and now. Every day, not just on Sunday, but in every day of the week as we work and play or do anything. We should be spiritual. It's not some big, far-out ideal that we eventually will reach someday. It is attainable to each one of us right now. I don't want to bring um, the high standard of what the Bible talks about as spirituality down to where we live, down to what um, I would say is the f- flesh or um, I don't want to bring it down in any way from what the Bible teaches, but um, just to help us see that being spiritual is something we all can be in everyday life. What does the Bible have to say about this? 
And I can't give a comprehensive list of everything the Bible has to say because it seems like that's mostly what the Bible is about, is to teach us how to be holy, how to be spiritual. And in showing others that way, Um, but I do have a couple things here that, as I was reading, I came across, and um, hopefully it will be an encouragement to us and will help us on our way to become spiritual. It isn't something that we actually become and then end either, but it's not, it is a mystery of how this works, I've heard it said before, and I believe it in my own life too, it's not something that the Bible makes is way so high that nobody can reach to, nor does it make it, or we, like we never can live up to it, nor does it make it feel like we have accomplished any time of this certain level of spirituality. But we always can reach for more and be more like Christ. Sometimes, uh, I guess what somebody that I would maybe think of as being spiritual is somebody that's always, you know, talking about spiritual things, and whenever they meet somebody, they're always, um, yeah, they're always talking about spiritual things. Um, They might always be talking to other, you know, high up spiritual people, and not just to everyday, um, everyday people, or maybe not, maybe we wouldn't. Maybe we think that they wouldn't even be talking very much to people that we don't view as spiritual. Like he only makes company with those of his own caliber, or those that have um, attained to the same level of spirituality as he did. But I would like us to think of someone who we would call as uh, viewing as someone that is really nice, so just like a nice person. You probably all have seen and experienced those types of people in your lives. Just a nice person that is um, joyful. They're willing to talk to anyone. They um, are willing to talk to everyone that they come in contact with, making friends with them. Um, They are not intimidating or making others feel afraid or low down. But they're not proud or boastful. And they aren't afraid of talking to anyone. Like they, you know, sometimes I have this idea of people um, that are popular or um, maybe even everyone, somebody that everybody likes. Um, you know, and if I want to be somebody that people like, I should be friends with them so that people like me too. But a truly spiritual person, I believe, does not, they can talk to those people and they are friends with them, but they not only do that, but they also make friends with people that we wouldn't call popular. They talk to people that maybe are, um, bashful and, um, not... So outgoing, or so maybe not even people that are easy to be friends with. They don't um, care about, they aren't concerned about themselves and about how they are feeling, or if 
um, something is just easy. If somebody is easy to talk to, you know, it's easy to be friends with them. But they don't, um, they specifically try um, and think about ways that they can be a blessing to those that maybe not everybody is with. Maybe those that not so easy to talk to. And these nice people, they actually do love talking about spiritual things. I think a truly spiritual person will love about love to talk about spiritual things. They'll be concerned about um, people and about their inner person, about how their spirit is doing. But they aren't afraid to, or they aren't, they don't neglect to um, to make friends and to make contact with people by um, talking about everyday topics. It's not like they only, as soon as they talk to you, they're only talking about spiritual things. They also um, build relationships by chatting about everyday topics. They care about people, how they're feeling, and about how they're doing their spirit, and not so much. They don't care about how someone is looking, how... Um, someone is appearing on the outside. A truly spiritual person. So the first point I have here is that they will be of a humble spirit. I think the bottom line of these nice people is that they're not trying to puff themselves up or find some kind of security in the people that they are friends with. They don't look for what is the easiest, but what they know God wants them to do. Thinking about um, being friends with People that aren't so easy to talk to, maybe. Everyday spirituality. In Isaiah 66, uh, it it talks about being of a humble spirit. For all those things hath mine hand made. After God talked about um, who will build him a tabernacle or a place to dwell. It says, for all those things hath mine hand made. And all those things have been, saith the Lord, but to this man will I look, even to him that is, of, that is poor and of a contrite spirit, and trembleth at my word. So God is looking for somebody. He's looking around, looking for someone who is of a humble and contrite spirit. And if he finds them, he will pour his spirit on them. And in turn, they will become spiritual. In Romans 12, 3 to 5, we could all turn there if you'd like to. Romans 12, 3 to 5. Let's read that. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. So these people don't think highly of themselves. Also over in verse 16 of the same chapter, it says, Be the same mind one toward another, mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. We aren't to mind high things 
spiritual people don't mind high things or things that, um, I guess, see, what was I thinking here? Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. It says here to condescend, to come down to men of low estate who are um, not so popular. Be not wise in your own conceits, in your own, in your own thoughts about yourself. A truly spiritual person will not think that he is wise. And in this, well, in verse 3, 4, and 5, it talks about um, people not, you're not supposed to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think soberly. And then it talks about being members one of another. So I was thinking of in the setting of um, brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, we don't think of ourselves like way up here and others are down. Um, because we are members one of another. We are part of each other. And we don't want to... It's like, you know, the Bible talks about our, um, the body of Christ being as our physical body, we aren't like, well, um, you know, my finger is less important than my eye, so we just chop it off. We don't do that. We all need to have the same care one for another. And if we do that, I believe that that will be, that will um, flow out in the way of us not thinking too high of ourselves. We have others' interests in mind. <clears throat> in, verse, in chapter 12, um, same chapter, 9 and 10, Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Dissimulation there means uh, without partiality, I believe. Without loving somebody above another because of um, who they are. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love and honor, preferring one another. I still remember um, the Bible study that Tyler had for us a while back, and he gave me this, these two verses, I believe, to study and um, expound on. Let love be without dissimulation, and before that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. That was really good for me. So that leads us into the next point. Uh, they that are spiritual will be kind with joyfulness. It says, be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love in honor preferring one another. Um, for some reason, I just thought of being kind. Um, goes along with joyfulness. And I believe that it does. Um... These types of people that we view as really nice people, we want to be around, they will be joyful, and out of that joyfulness will flow kindness toward everyone, not just to a certain group of people. There's kindness in their eyes. It draws people toward them. It draws us toward them. 
there won't be any type of a proud spirit like that I am better than you or I'm, I'm of more importance than you. This should be, and it should be, it can be, and it should be in everyday life on the job, not only in uh, social places or in church or in Bible schools. But every day, we should have kindness in our eyes and joyfulness in our hearts, joyfulness that comes from deeper things than the circumstances of life. You can't, you can't have kindness and be bitter or upset or disturbed. It's a joy in our hearts that makes us kind. In 1 Corinthians it says, Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. In Ephesians, And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Colossians, Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, Humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. Doesn't that just give you a picture of somebody that's really nice to be around? Kind and thoughtful. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Christ has forgiven us a lot, and we uh, need to forgive others. Fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. I'm not sure what all uh, it says there in, I believe it's in Colossians or Ephesians. But um, Sometimes I think of somebody, if somebody is really spiritual, so now I'm talking about this um, spiritual um, idealist that we might have in our minds, someone that is, you know, way up there. Um, he's always sober and talking only about spiritual things. Um, and or the smiling and looking really joyful, maybe because of all the responsibilities he has or because he thinks he is somebody. But that's not true spirituality. True spiritual man will have inner joy that is evident because of a deeper and more lasting reason than things that happen to us. In Isaiah 61.10, it says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with, ju- with her jewels. So he will rejoice in the Lord, and his soul will be joyful in God. Why? Because God hath clothed him with garments of salvation. We can be joyful because of our salvation. In Jeremiah, it says that he ate God's word and it became, he found God's word, God's word, and he ate it, and they became the joy and the rejoicing of his heart because he was called by God's name. If our joy follows only what we experience in life. We need to change something inside. In Romans 14, it says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Many times when joy is described in the Psalms, it talks also about um, 
making a noise, joyful noise. There's many times we need to be joyful. I just picked out this one um, because a lot of times it says that in Psalms. Um, 5, 11, and 12. But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. For thou, Lord, wilt bless the righteous. With favor wilt thou compass him as with a shield. It says, let them ever shout for joy. This isn't a silent joy, but a joy that um, makes known to others. It is made known to others. When it spills out, it is not meant to contain only within ourselves. Most of the time if a person is joyful, you can see it right away. Psalm 66, make a joyful noise unto God, all you lands. Sing forth the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. I was really thinking about this verse. It's very interesting. Make a joyful noise unto God. Not just a noise, but a joyful noise. All ye lands and all ye people. I think that's what it's meaning, all ye people. Sing forth the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. So when we make a joyful noise, it makes his praise glorious. and makes others praise the Lord and it lifts him up extols him as God. And we joyfully sing praises and makes God beautiful. And that brings us to the next, uh, the next point, which is they will be singing. Truly spiritual people will be singing. Remember um, John Dee's message uh, last year, I guess it was, about singing and how we're supposed to sing in every circumstance of life when we're happy and when we're sad and when we're distressed. The Bible commands us to sing. We'll be singing and making melody in our hearts to the Lord. Let's turn to Ephesians 5, 15 to 21. Ephesians 5, 15 to 21. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your, hearts, in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of, the Lord, of our Lord Jesus Christ. So here we see the end of, of verse 18. It says, but be filled with the Spirit. And then it goes right into speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So that is an indication of being filled with the Spirit, of being spiritual, of everyday spirituality. We will be speaking to ourselves in, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing to the Lord and giving thanks to him. That should be a lot of our singing, is giving thanks to the Lord. And this is, let's see, I guess I didn't talk about um, 
Oh, yeah, I guess I did talk a little bit about spiritual people that we think might, you know, only talk about spiritual things. But this is one way that we can talk about spiritual things. Um, a spiritual person will be speaking of spiritual things. Because it says right here in 19, Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So that's just speaking to ourselves. There's also another verse in uh, Colossians 3, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you are called in one body, and be ye thankful. There it is again, thank, being thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So the one place we have to speak to ourselves with song, and another place Colossians, it says to speak to others with song, admonish, and um, teaching and admonishing one another. It's interesting that it also says about being thankful and singing um, the same, in the same place. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. That is a result of allowing the word to dwell in us richly. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, and then teaching and admonishing one another in spiritual songs. So it sounds like um, allowing the word of God to dwell in us is part, is um, the beginning of singing and teaching others by our songs. So everyday spirituality means that we must have Christ's word dwelling in us. We all know that we can't be spiritual if we don't um, read the word of God and we don't meditate on it. We need to do that daily. We need to have something inside us that draws us toward being spiritual. We need to desire the word of God and to um, have it dwell in us we can't just put on these outward things, putting them on um, through our flesh and, you know, like it says this and this and this is what we need to do to be spiritual and so we're going to do it. So then we're spiritual. No, it's uh, something that draws us. God's spirit draws us to him and this is an outflow of um, God's word working in us. Everyday spirituality comes by knowing God's word, by being well-versed and uh, accustomed in God's word. We must daily renew our inner man. In 2 Corinthians 3.18, it says, But we all, with an open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And then 4.16, For which cause we faint not, but though our inward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. I'm just going to turn there and um, look at that. We all with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. If we are humble, the Spirit of God uh, searches those types of people, or God searches for those types of people, and he gives his Spirit to them. 
and by that spirit we are changed into his image from glory to glory. So it is to be spiritual. And our inward man is renewed day by day. We need to have that daily connection with the Lord to be spiritual. When we behold the Lord's glory often, this will change us to be more like him. In the end of um, chapter 4 of 2 Corinthians, it says, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. We need to be concerned about our spirit, about how our spirit is doing with the Lord, and um, how often we are renewing ourselves uh, in the Lord and in his word more than the, the things of the outward appearance, more than um, the impression that we give to others. We should be so much more concerned about how our spirit is doing. Because the se- things that are seen are only temporary, but the things that are not seen will last forever. So as God draws us toward himself and draws us toward his word, there isn't pressure involved with God. He doesn't pressure us to do anything. If he would, Adam and Eve wouldn't have sinned. He gave us a free will, free choice to choose our own. But uh, we respond to his calling If we do, if God draws us and we respond to his calling and his word that's working in our lives by um, each day that we are reading the word and having his word uh, make an effect in our lives, as we respond to that, we will have an effect on those around us by those things, those three points that I had said before, singing and being humble and uh, what was the other one? Being kind and joyful. The stream of communication, think of God up there drawing us, sucking us up toward him, and the stream of communication that's going on between us and him um, will splatter those around us, will flow out to those around us. Our cup needs to be full in order for those around us to experience um, our spirituality. We will desire to and actually find it pleasurable to allow others to taste of the same communication we experience on a daily basis. Our cups must be full and running over. There is nothing to share if we don't fill up ourselves. So my fourth point is those that our spiritual will be witnessing about Christ. A spiritual man will take serious the ministry of reconciliation. So this... um, I might just kind of have a screwed opinion or a screwed um, view of someone who's, you know, really spiritual, but, um, or I can think of that, these people, or we can think of a truly spiritual person in this way. It's not right. Um, You know, someone that is a missionary in a foreign land and that is giving all of their lives and energies, you know, for no 
compensation. They aren't, you know, getting rich in the world. They aren't um, getting anything in return that we can see in this physical life. But we are actually all called to be on a mission, on the mission field. Mission of reconciliation. In 2 Corinthians 5, it talks about that God has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Ambassadors. And making disciples. And our workplaces are places that we can practice this every day. You know, it's sometimes when we think of witnessing, it's like this um, huge thing in our minds that, you know, we need to talk to people about um, eternity and talk to people about the way they're going is not right and um, they need to change their ways to follow Christ about doom and gloom. (laughs) But um, it shouldn't be that way. Um, It can be just little things, little splashes of um, encouragement and joy like we had talked about, that can um, be a witness to people. You know, we don't always have, even when we talk, we don't always have to talk about, um, you know, like, make sure you're ready or, yeah, make sure that you're ready to go to heaven and, you know, um, you're not going the right way. But instead, be joyful. You know, you can chat about... um, everyday things, and if something comes up that they talk about, um, like as a son or daughter that they lost or something that happened in their lives, you can just speak a little word. It doesn't have to be anything big. That, like, we all need to be ready to meet the Lord. You know, it's not these... That's what makes us spiritual. It's not... That's not what makes us spiritual. That is a sign of being spiritual. Um, it's not these great people that are out in a foreign mission somewhere speaking for Christ. But we can do that every day here where we live. It doesn't make us any more spiritual to be a missionary, a foreign missionary, than it does um, to be working at home if we have the mindset of sharing God's word, being witnessing about Christ. Um, recently, there was, um, we had some encouragement uh, with, other, with some other, few other brothers in the church here. Uh, we just met and prayed, and we had talked about um, reaching out and witnessing, you know, we need to each take our part. It's not that we think someday we'll do this, you know, when we have the right opportunity. We need to, like, make, we need to make Um, opportunities and even more than that we need to pray that God would give us and show us opportunities that we can take to speak for him and so this one that day you know most of the time I'm not really working around people that um, need to witness to or they don't know Christ Um, so I was like I don't know how I'm going to do this you know if I'm even going to be able to talk to anyone about Christ today so I was just thinking about this and um I was going home from work and got home. I was like, okay, well, it's probably not too many, too much hope now. If I'm home from work, there's not really much hope for witnessing. But I got home and here there was somebody in our 
backyard, <laughs> that was, he was an old guy that used to live there. And he, um, he has Parkinson's, and I had talked to him before, kind of chatted a little bit. So I went over and talked to him again, and just asked him how it's going. He was working pretty hard, it looked like, sweating, and it was a pretty hot day. Um, and so then he was, I asked him a little bit about his family and stuff, and then he was saying that his one son, I believe, had passed away. And I was like, oh, wow, this is great. Like, don't expect just to have somebody um, come to your place and you can just talk to them about Christ. Yeah, I was thinking about this, of course. Um, so I just said something about, um, you know, that we all need to be prepared to meet the Lord and um, be ready to go to heaven. And he's like, yep, that's right. So I was just really encouraged with that, that God had given that opportunity to me. Um, yeah, and even if it was just a little, it seemed like a really little thing, but if we speak for him, I believe that's what God wants us to do. So there's just a few other things um, that I have down. I didn't have time to really dig into each one. But they will be cheerful in giving. A truly spiritual person will be cheerful in giving. It may be giving of our time. It may be giving of our talents for the work of the church, for the edifying of the body, like we heard last Sunday. Um, Doan preached on edifying the body of Christ. Or it could be giving in the way of giving of our material possessions, <clears throat> distributing to the necessity of the saints. It's most important, not um, <clears throat> not that we give a huge amount of our time, you know, like to a foreign mission, but that we have an attitude, and that our heart is in the right attitude toward God in that area. An attitude that wants to please Him by what we give, wants to please God by what, how we can give, and looking for ways we can do that. In Second Corinthians eight fourteen, excuse me, um, it says, "But by an equality, that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want, that their abundance also may be a supply for your want, that there may be equality." That's just talking one place about uh, giving, um, giving as the material possessions to each other. And also, chapter 9, verse 6 and 8. This I say, he which soweth sparingly shall, also, shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man, according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly, nor of necessity, but God loveth, for God loveth, a cheerful giver. So we aren't supposed to give because we need to, or because... Um, or even worse yet, because people say we should and we don't want to. But give cheerfully. I believe this is a place that it's um, cheerful. is also translated into the word hilarious. God loveth a hilarious giver. Hmm. 
And then I guess my sixth point I already touched on that is that a truly spiritual person will seek to edify the church. In everything that we do, we need to edify the church. In being humble is one way of edifying the church. Everyday spirituality will think broader than ourselves. And just my place, I'm here, me and God. And um, I need to be spiritual. But it thinks of... um, Christianity as a whole and as the past and as a present and as a future we are part of a big a big realm of um, people that God has called and we will seek to um, further that purpose the purpose of God's people here on earth they will be very concerned. A truly spiritual person will be concerned that they do not, <coughs> excuse me, they will not cast a stumbling block in front of a brother. Paul says in Corinthians, I believe, um, that he talks about um, not eating meat while the world standeth if it causes his brother to offend. He'll be very concerned about that. <coughs> Another mark of a truly spiritual person is that they will love the preaching of God's word. Let's turn quickly to 1 Corinthians 1. It talks about the foolishness of the, what the world thinks is foolishness, foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Um, in, let's see, 17 to 24. Uh, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. So the ones of us who are saved, the preaching of the word is the power of God. And then down in verse 24, but unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. And that is through the preaching of his word. And then the last point is that um, a truly spiritual person will be uh, waiting for the Lord's return. They will be expecting the Lord's return. First Corinthians 1 Corinthians uh, 7 says, So that ye come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I wanted to spend a little bit more time on that. They didn't. But that is a truly spiritual person if we have a bigger, well, I had said about a bigger mindset than ourselves. We, uh, we are here uh, for each other. And for the kingdom of God, and we, um, we are here living for God's kingdom, looking for the return of Christ and not for um, what we can gain here on earth in the material possessions. So I believe that's all that I had. May God give us grace and strength to 
become spiritual. Spiritual people, just going over the points again, they will be of a humble spirit. They will be kind with joyfulness. They will be singing. They will be witnessing about Christ. They will be cheerful in giving. They will seek to edify the church. They will love the preaching of the word, and they will be looking for Christ's return.